Keep pounding isn't just a slogan, it's a way of life. Ice up, son. Ice up. They want to be the very best that they can be in everything that they do. I think when you have that mentality in the locker room, you can be special. When you have it with your coaching staff, you can be really good. And when it starts with your owner and it starts with your GM, you can be memorable. If I'm moving someplace and we're doing this in Carolina, the first thing I care about is winning. The second thing I care about is winning. And the third thing I care about is you guys are smart. So you, you win a lot of ways, and I don't like to lose it anyway. What's up, Panthers fans? Back for another episode of the 7.0 Forecast. I'm here with Matt. We are recording on Friday, 11-12, uh, November 12th at around noon. What's going on in Panthers world, Matt? Anything new? Have I, have I missed something? Is there is there something? Did the prodigal son return home? Did we try to write the biggest mistake this franchise ever has ever made? For anybody who's been, under, been living under a rock these past 24 hours have been uh, unexpected, something I thought would never happen. I think something that a lot of us and the majority of Panthers fans thought that this day would never come unless it was a retirement ceremony. But here we are. Yep, I thought the only Panthers contract that, that Cameron Newton would ever be signing again would be a one-day retirement contract to uh, retire a Panther and and – ultimately go into the the ring of honor panthers hall of fame whatever whatever you want to call it um but my stance the whole time has been that one rule wouldn't swallow his pride and admit that he he screwed up here because this was this wasn't a tepper decision at the end of the day this was a rule decision tepper giving rule the keys to the castle back a year and a half ago whatever um that was that was a rule decision um and then i ultimately thought cam would feel um, a type of way about it that that he just did not want to play for the organization that did that to him um, again. And it's not so so much the Panthers as a whole because the Panthers that Cam played for was a different Panthers, different coach, different GM, different pretty much everything. So there are very few pieces of the inner orgs left that he played for. So, I mean, to say shocks – is an understatement. I thought the bridge was burned quite a bit. So um, excited. Any Panthers fan out there who's not just ecstatic, which that's not the case. If you've been following social media, if you've been listening to the news, whatever the case is, you see how the city of Charlotte is. I mean, it is electric right now. Uh, the fan base is going crazy. Um, you know, this, this is what people have been wanting for the last you know week. Uh, at least it's become more vocal for the last week. I mean, it's been something that obviously nobody wanted Cam to leave here and nobody wanted to see Cam play for another team. And we wanted to keep him there in Carolina. And now we can finally right the wrong that was done and, you know, bring number one home. And, and you know, he's at practice right now. And, and you know, videos are starting to, to come out of him around the team. And I'm sure he'll speak to the media after practice today for the first time, which will be nice and be interesting to hear his thoughts and comments on everything, but just the energy that's changed around the team and the fan base over the last 24 hours is very evident. And if you didn't know what Cam Newton meant to the city of Charlotte and meant to this organization, then it's become pretty evident. Uh, like I said, just in the last 24 hours uh, of what that man means to uh, Carolina Panthers football, um, the city of Charlotte and the States of North and South Carolina. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. And and I want to say one more thing along the rule, um, the rule side of things. Uh, my stance on rule is very well known at this point. If you're a, a, a recurring listener, but for him to say that this signing is just like just the same to him as bringing in Stefan Gilmore, or just the same as him of of bring of trading for for CJ or any of the moves that they've made. 
is is quite frankly um, a slap in the fan base's face, in my opinion. It's he's he's like, yeah, it's cool to see all the fans wearing one jerseys outside the the stadium when I, or outside of practice when I rolled up today. And, but to me, this is just like signing Stefan, Stefan, this is just like signing um, or trading for CJ, all those things. And, and it just, it pisses me off to be honest with you, because it's that coach speak bull crap that, that he has been spewing this whole time. And, and it's not the same, Matt, it's not. No, I think it's pretty evident really quick. I mean, Matt's before this and before, you know, this rekindling here, Matt and Cam spent maybe two months together with each other, just passing them at the facility, seeing him when he would come in for, for rehab and recovery uh, and working out. That, that's really it. I don't know the extent of their relationship. Um, <clears throat> gathering information over the last couple of days, uh, you know, it, it became pretty evident that even dating back to then that you know, how things came about is that Cam was blindsided by the release, um, wasn't expecting it. Joe Brady had been sending him film for him to study for the offense. They were in communication. And then Cam found out, like the rest of us, through the ticker. I mean, through the four-letter network uh, or Ian Rappaport's uh, report. That, that was it. So, I mean, yeah, you know, for your franchise quarterback uh, who's given his, his, his body and, and soul and everything he has to, to this organization to be treated like that, it's tough to ever think that that relationship would be mended. So I think that that's why it was very important that Matt Rule was the one who made the call Tuesday night after everybody got together, the top execs, you know, Scott Fitterer, um, you know, Tepper, uh, Rule, uh, Stephen Drummond. It, it, was, it, was, it was pretty evident that, that Matt needed to be the one to make the call because if Dave made the call, I mean, you know, that's not going to have the same effect as, as it would for Matt. I mean, it was Matt's decision to move on from him. He said that it was uh, a health you know, the health concerns were just, you know, too glaring or they, they weren't confident in it. But I mean, now, like Matt said, I mean, now he's healthy. And then you're dating back to the, to the Tepper line from years ago. I mean, you know, Tepper took the stance of saying, you know, well, if you're a doctor, tell me, tell me he's healthy and, and, and we'll talk, um, you know, and, and how everything went down. I don't want to get back to that, but I mean, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I know it rubbed a lot of other people and, and can the wrong way. So, you know, how things, <clears throat> unfolded and we'll recap that here shortly uh, you know I, I think that this was the way that things had to happen for this to come about yeah and at the end of the day um all the Matt Rule uh, feelings that I have aside um while I do think that this move will likely save his job in in the the near term um I'm just ecstatic that Cam's back and i I need to be more focused on the exciting excitedness of Cam coming back than the pissed offness of the 18 months of how we got there to begin with and, and how it should, it should have never happened that way. But anyways, I'm, I just can't wait to see number one, come out of the tunnel, play again. Um, so. No, you're right. I mean, let me just say this for a second. Um, the last two years have been pretty tough to watch, obviously. Um, you, you know, if you go from from a special talent like Cam to Teddy Bridgewater to you know Kyle Allen with uh, Sam Darnold, now PJ Walker, it, it it's it's not the same. Obviously, the fan base is taking a big hit. The energy inside the stadium each week sucks. It's just it's not fun to go to games anymore. I mean, the tailgates, yeah, but when you get inside the stadium, it's just like the life gets sucked out of you and. The thing is, is that we've always struggled to have an actual home field advantage. And Cam was the person who came in here and, and wanted to change that. I mean, you look back at the, the Packers uh, game from a few years ago where he ripped down the banner of the guy who was, you know, uh, front row, things like that. I mean, he, you know, working well with the Roaring Riot and Zach had, had talked about it when he came on our uh, podcast and talked about, you know, everything he did for the city and, everything he's done for the organization and you know, even the things that, that didn't make it to the news that he's done and, and that Zach had, had the stories that he shared with us. That stuff's been missing. You can't just easily replace that overnight and that energy. And I think that that's kind of rubbed off on the fan base, you know, from the environment. And if you've been to a game this season, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But, you know, fans just not into the game, the stadium just being like, it's like a, you know, it's a lazy Sunday afternoon. It's, it's not fun. I mean, fans are leaving 
at the start of the fourth quarter. I mean, opposing fan bases are coming back in here and, and taking over the stadium. And that's something you know we've struggled with and we'll probably still struggle with for, you know, the next little bit. But just having that energy back and it's contagious. I mean, this team needs a leader. And what better guy for the role than than Cam? And I know that a lot of people didn't appreciate him here the first time. And we've talked about that. I mean, we had a episode for two hours where we just talked and kind of aired our grievances against the Charlotte media, Charlotte fans. Just if, you haven't heard, if you haven't heard that one, go back. Yeah. Scroll back through. And it's called the Cam Newton episode. Give it a listen after this one, whatever. Um, but it, it talks about the Cam era and the what what led to – the, the, the events around his ultimately being cut and, and everyone's feelings about that. So it's a great episode. Yeah. And, and I think the thing that I'm, I'm trying to get across here is that I, I hope that this time around, whether it's seven games or it's, you know, we get a couple seasons out of it. You know, I just hope that this time around that people actually appreciate the man and the athlete that he is. And the Charlotte media tries to take advantage of it as well, because it's pretty evident what football here looks like without him and what football looks like with him. And if you need any more evidence of, of that, that there is a camp effect, then you'll look at the people around the stadium yesterday when the news broke, you'll look at uh, the tweets of people hanging jerseys off their balconies and around uh, Charlotte. Um, regardless, if, if this thing doesn't work out, and let's just say that, his best football is behind him and we go you know, 0 seven from here on out. That's okay. Because you know what? I'm going to enjoy these next seven games because I thought I would never have another chance to watch number one behind center on this football team. And just the fact that I'm getting that, I, I don't care if he goes out and throws four interceptions each game, which is not going to happen, but I, I, I wouldn't care less because the fact that that man is, is where he belongs it, is good enough for me. Yeah, and sports winning and losing is great, but it's it's an emotional thing for a lot of us, and it's a um, it's it's about the memories you have of it all too. And so, I know in the last few weeks I've been getting caught up in watching uh, the progression of of Justin Fields, but this happening is enough for me to never mention Justin Fields skipping passing on Justin Fields again. This getting to do this is enough to silence that for me. I know we're, it's going to suck to watch Fields elsewhere when we had the chance to draft him, but you draft him, this doesn't happen. And I know none of us want to be in the situation where the season has taken us, but I'm just – I'm so ready to enjoy watching Cam play Panther football again. It's it's hard to put into words, really. You're right. The, the fact that Cam Newton has a chance to raise a Lombardi trophy for the Carolina Panthers again, just the fact that that's even – a slight possibility that's exciting that that and, yeah and, and obviously looking into this year that's going to be tough just in the situation we're at we've got of a time to make the playoffs but if if this goes well there is no reason why they shouldn't if this goes well and they let him walk again they'll have a mutiny on their hands yeah and it's just like everyone was saying with the signing if this news if this comes out and you don't close this deal You've got a, a fan mutiny on your hands. So, again, if he somehow wills this team to 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, somewhere in that range, which I think is very, very doable, um, there's no way you can let him walk in. You've got to pay him the two years, two years, $25 million, whatever, whatever, he, whatever that deal looks like, which is what I would guess it, it, it probably looks like somewhere in that, that range. Um, maybe even a third option or, or whatever, whatever it takes to get him to do it. You've got to do it. I think at this point, he's probably here till he retires, or at least it would make sense at that point. I mean, so like, like I said yesterday, I mean, you, you bring him in here and you, you do a one-year deal, both sides, one of the multi-year deal, but the money situation right now, just not, not possible. Maybe this off season is when we can actually, like I said, plan is probably to extend him for a couple of years. If things go well. So if they do, then then Cam's a 34, 35-year-old quarterback here for the Carolina Panthers. And at that point, then, yeah, you, you actually have bought yourself some time to where you can make a wise decision on who your next franchise quarterback is. 
and and Cam's had a, a year off basically. I mean, this is the healthiest he's probably been since he stepped into the the NFL. So you you take all things into consideration. You bought yourself more time. You can let the the cap situation kind of get back to where it needs to be with with paying these quarterbacks. We're paying Teddy. We're paying Sam. And now you're paying Cam. It all came full circle. You could have just kept Cam and, you know, did an extension. And, you know, this, I don't want to be looking back and, you know, if Cam never got hurt, then Ron never gets fired. And, you know, we're never in this situation anyways. But, you know, here we are and this is what we have to deal with. But at least Cam comes home. And it's pretty fitting that his first home game is going to be against Ron and Marty. So, uh, I don't know of a better script, but if you don't have tickets to the to the game against the Washington football team, then you need to buy them because they have doubled in the last day. And I think the cheapest to get in now is $107. So if you don't think Cam Newton has an effect on anybody, look no further than the ticket prices of his first home game. Uh, I don't really know what else you have to do to be, for it to become more evident that that he has an effect on this and that you know he he has now at least the full support of this city. If he didn't have it before, because, you know, there was always the naysayers and the cam haters and uh, F-150 Twitter. And I'm sure there's, that's still going to be around, still not going to go anywhere, but it, it's going to quiet down. And a lot of people are going to come to uh, A lot more people are going to come to uh, his aid and defend the man. But that's, uh, that's, that's, that's my ranting here. I'm just, I'm just happy to, that, like I said, that the, the man has a chance to, to play again for the Carolina Panthers and, and show that he's not some washed up, running back or whatever people want want to call him you know it's uh, there's a, a lot of emotions over the last the last 24 hours dave dave's got the um the t-shirt printing people and the jersey printing people working 24 hours a day this week trying to get enough uh number one jerseys and jerseys into the store by by uh washington football team game he wants he will be able to sell as many as he prints. If you, I've been in the Bank of America for a lot of loud moments. I mean, the Saints rain game where we beat them on the Don, uh, Dominic Hickson, the last second touchdown at uh, 2015 NFC Championship. I can go on and on. But I don't know if there will be a louder moment than when he's introduced next week uh, out of that tunnel. And it just have his workout where the offense is being uh, announced. So if you if uh, that moment in itself is it's even if time. it's not the even if it's not as loud as that Cardinals NFC Championship game, which is the loud that is easily the loudest I've ever seen it. The place was it felt like that upper deck was about to fall mm-hmm. with how shaky how much it was shaking. Even if it's not that loud, the emotions behind it I think are going to be as big or or bigger emotions from from the people that that are there because i mean everyone there it, everyone buying tickets after it's announced those are those are the people that have been waiting for two years for something like this to happen and it's just it's here so yeah they said they, they wouldn't watch the product that's on the field now and then here he comes and things have changed i mean you you see there's a disconnect with with the fan base and, and here's the guy that brings everybody together. So let's recap how everything came uh, to fruition. Uh, anybody who has not been paying attention or following this along, um, just kind of compiled a little bit of information through podcast articles, everything I've read over the last 24 hours. So just to kind of give you a rundown on it, uh, Sheena Quick, uh, who is a beat writer for the Panthers, tweeted out a phone emoji on Wednesday uh, afternoon around 2 o'clock. Um, listening to the Roaring Rides podcast uh, that she's on. Uh, she said that she got a uh, word early that morning that that um, the Panthers had been in touch with Cam. Uh, obviously, that followed the, the conversation that happened internally on Tuesday night when Matt Rule made the phone call to Cam Newton and asked him if he had any interest in re, uh, rejoining the Carolina Panthers. So, uh, Sheena got word on Wednesday that they were in, that they were in discussions. Uh, fast forward to Thursday, and Jonathan Alexander, the beat writer for the Charlotte Observer, who covers the Panthers, uh, broke the story that that Cam Newton and the Panthers uh, were in discussions and that uh, he was going to visit. Uh, Sheena actually went back and tweeted that uh, Cam was actually in Charlotte. They sent the private jet and picked him up uh, Thursday morning, and uh, him Tepper rule. Fitterer, 
and Drummond all met Thursday morning, hashed out the, the details, uh, and then he was sent over to Bank of America where he ended up signing. Uh, I know WFNZ broke the news around 11.30 or 12 yesterday saying that uh, – got the uh, tweet one sec. I think it was what Stan Northfleet said that – Yeah, Northfleet uh, said on air that in principle the money is agreed to. Um, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to dig up the time because I I tweeted out just the quote from from Northfleet on air and someone was it was at eleven thirteen on air was when Northfleet said it right and then someone someone jokingly quoted me and said uh, when it, after it happened first reported by Westbo <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's how everything went and then uh, obviously the uh, Panthers tweeted out the official news shortly after uh, noon here Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that, that Cam had been signed. And then, obviously, things got a little crazy. Uh, then, the, then the content started coming out. Panthers put out some, some pictures of him and Tepper together. They put out a, a video of him signing. They put out a, a video of him walking out of the tunnel that they used from the, the appreciation video that they did a couple years back. And, and then, like, things have just been kind of rolling since then. I mean, it, you need where you look, at least in, in local media and even nationally, uh, it's, it's been Cam. Greg Olson talked about it last night on Fox's pregame show about what Cam meant to Charlotte, what Cam meant to his career. And it just just pretty damn evident about any of the former players, how the, any of the former players feel about this man. Uh, I know Trey Boston, uh, Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, that, that, I saw half a dozen or more tweets from former Panthers just ecstatic about the move. And remember what we said, uh, and those of you who were – have listened to it in the cam episode that that cam makes the Panthers relevant in the media nationally. And just, it makes them relevant period. And this is more coverage than the Panthers have gotten any week this season. And it's because of cam and the coverage that they get the rest of the season will continue to be because of what cam does. Cam is polarizing and cam makes people care regardless how the rest of the season goes we're going to be front and center uh sports center espn it doesn't matter it's it's all things cam i mean cam's a story in himself but you bring it in here to everything else going on and we only got a we got what two seasons of of cam and and mccaffrey together in the backfield god i cannot wait for that yeah i, I and they weren't exactly prime healthy years of uh, I mean that was when Cam was dealing with his injuries. He was playing through injuries. And McCaffrey so if, was if, splitting splitting no. time with Stewart. Yeah. And so if if we if Cam can can is healthy and can truly stay healthy, which I believe he is healthy, um, but can stay healthy is just a matter of luck. I mean, some, you, you just hope nothing happens. But um if he truly is healthy with with a McCaffrey who I think they rested longer than they needed to to get healthy, and DJ Moore emerging as as what he's emerged as and the other weapons that he can use i i'm it's exciting what what could happen if we can protect him which has been the question of his entire career funny enough i'm not even sure this is the worst line he would have ever had with us yeah i mean that's 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 sad and that's also funny because well he doesn't have to worry about cam irving protecting his blind side uh since he's on ir now um paradise is unfortunate um, that's a, that's unfortunate that he probably was the best interior lineman, which is not a, a, a great um, thing with this group. Now the best interior lineman is probably Michael Jordan, um, who's been a, a good pickup. But uh, that it's going to be a struggle. And we did see the tweet today that they were going to try and shake up the line to see. Uh, to, to, to give more cam comfortability. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there. One would think it's probably Taylor to the left side, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they have in mind. I don't know if they're going to go out here and try to sign somebody. Uh, do they look at a Russell Okung or bringing him back? Not that that would really be that much of an upgrade. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over what we have. Yeah. <laughs> but in a grand scheme of things, I don't really know how, how, how much he has left right now. Uh, we'll, we'll see what shakes out. I think uh, when you're talking about systematically, though, the things that you're at it for is that Cam makes defenses that have to respect his ability and to use his legs. And no matter what the arm, you know, the shoulder, the condition of, of 
all that, how that's in, uh, you still have to account for his legs. You still have to account for him, you know, dumping the ball off to McCaffrey or, you know, making, getting the ball into his playmaker's hands, which, I mean, he, he does a damn good job at. And you look back at 15 and run the West Coast offense, and a lot of those routes were, you know, five, 10-yard routes. He just got the ball out quick, and, you know, we, we kept it moving. And then the running game was the best in the National Football League. Well, Matt Rule wants to run the football. That's pretty evident. So when you want the best running quarterback of all time back there? What's crazy to me is Matt wants this run the ball 40 times a game offense. And um, he had that offense when he took over and decided to let it walk out the door and sign Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold. And that, what, that blows my mind. He had it. He had it in the palm of his hands. But he wasn't healthy. Listen, listen to Matt say. I get that. I, I, I get that. But you, because you didn't want to coach him or you had questions about his health or ego, whatever. whatever Matt you, wanted it to be about Matt and what he could, the, the project quarterback yeah. that he turned into a winner in Carolina. That's what Matt wanted. And don't let anybody tell you any different. Well, he had his choice here, and he's 0, he's 0 for 2 on quarterbacks. I mean, I, I thought more than anything that Tepper just went in there and was like, you know what, we've done it your way. This is what the fuck's going to happen, and I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're going to figure it out. But that's not, but I, it, it would just be so fitting if, if that's how things had, had come about. Just like, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we've, done it, we've done it your way enough. And, and they've, I mean – I was fooled on Sam. I, I talked myself into Sam. New York was the problem with Sam and the, the, the characters we, we could put around him would make the difference with Joe Brady's offense. And boy, was I wrong. Um, we all were. But I, I, I will say I was never in on Teddy. That was never something that I wanted. But that, as someone who this is your job, you can't be that wrong twice. You can't. I still had, had hope in Sam until the Patriots game last week where he just lobbed that one up to – I think the ball was intended for Robbie in the back of the end zone. It was just an easy interception. Like, you can't make that throw. And that was when it just sank in. Like, this guy's just not the answer. Like, whatever he has going on mentally, it, it, it's it's messed with him on a very significant level. And I, I, at that point, I was like, you know, we, we've got to do something. I can't sit here and watch this week in and week out. I didn't care if it was P.J., uh, but I'm glad that they went and made the made the right call on this. But you'll uh, you'll see PJ start this week, and you'll probably see a little bit of packages for Cam, unless something goes terribly wrong with PJ or PJ gets hurt. He probably you know plays the majority of this game, and and then Cam is transitioned to the starter for the Washington game. Which I mean, that's that's realistic. You may see you know some some red zone, some goal line packages. That stuff. But now you all the red zone problems that we've had throughout the whole year. Now they've, you know, they've, they've loosened up a little bit. Now you have number one back there in the red zone. Some some things are going to have to plan differently. And if you can't get the ball in the end zone with McCaffrey and Cam in the backfield, I don't, I don't, I don't care who's blocking. It, re, it really doesn't matter if Cam's you know eighty five percent of the runner that he used to be. Even it, it doesn't matter. So I think that that helps a, a lot. And for the team wanting to play those 24 to 17 ball games, which is how things look. I mean, the, they keep hammering home the we have the number two defense in the National Football League and, and these stats. And clearly they don't want to waste that effort on that side of the ball this year. And they have the belief that they can make the, the playoffs. And if you look at the standings right now, I mean, it's Atlanta, four and four ahead of them. Uh, New Orleans, five and three ahead of them. Uh, we've, we've already got wins over both of them and we play them one more time and I don't see us losing to either of them again. I mean, it'd be tough to lose to them even with Sam back there. Looking at the schedule, we, we come into this week at four and five. We have the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. We have the Washington football team, which has been a dumpster fire. We have the Dolphins who – Somehow pulled out a win last night in Thursday Night Football, an ugly game, but they haven't been good otherwise. They have a revolving door at quarterback. The Falcons, who are terrible, without their wide receiver one for who knows how long. The Bills, that's going to be a tough game. The Bucks, also a tough game. Saints and Bucks. 
if you just look on paper, you've got Washington football team, Dolphins, Falcons, and Saints that that I would first look, say, you win those. So that gets you to eight and nine. So you've got to steal one of the other games. You've got to take one from the Bucks. You've got to beat the Cardinals without Kyler or, or DeAndre. Um, and you're looking at nine and eight. I think nine and eight gets it done. You mentioned that too. I mean, I don't think that there's any way that, uh, as long as the team is competitive, I don't think there's any way that one of those Tampa um, Carolina games not flexed to prime time. Having Cam versus Tom Brady, I don't care if Cam was forty and Brady was fifty, it, it, it wouldn't matter. The one that's so on the on the Panthers Bills still says TBD on their the start time, mm. which is interesting. But the rest of them all say one. Uh, except for the, the Cardinals game, but they they always reserve the right to flex. But um, I saw people calling for the Washington game to get flexed. <laughs> yeah, as much as we want Cam's first game back to be flexed, they're not flexing Washington football team versus Carolina Panthers. No, no. Let's let's be realistic. Uh, that'd be a tough sell in any any network. Sorry. Uh, I. Uh, it, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so Arizona this week. Yeah. That's, that's where we're at. And, and I wouldn't expect Cam, Cam to play. Like I said, if he is just going to be a couple packages, PJ's the guy, hopefully they can pull it out. I mean, not having, you know, if it's Colt McCoy back there and not Kyler Murray and they don't play with, with DeAndre Hopkins, it's still going to be a, a tough game because Cliff Kingsbury is a, a hell of an offensive mind and he can, and they have a good defense this year too. Yeah, and he can design up things. I mean, they still have play callers. They still have Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green. Uh, they'll be without Chase Edmonds due to a high ankle sprain, but they got James Conner back there. And I mean, he's pretty tough to stop in the red zone, at least so far this year. So, I mean, it's, it's still going to be a test for the defense. I mean, I don't care how good the defense is. It's still going to be a, a long day, and we're just not going to be able, we're just not going to be able to turn the ball over three and four times, or else we're going to get ran out. So. That's 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 my only worry looking looking ahead to that game because I don't I don't want to you know skip this Arizona game and focus solely on the on the Washington game just because Cam's playing but you know this is going to be an, an important game too it's going to be tough to go to four and six and, and and bounce back and have that shot at the playoffs or at least any hope I mean so it, it, uh, we we kind of put ourselves in the situation by losing a lot of games that we should have won and yeah I mean hindsight's twenty twenty you know would they have been different with with Cam here I, I don't know uh, I don't have a clue. I, I think that he probably would have had a better chance than than what was out there on paper, but I thought that we should have won those games even with Sam. So you you, you never know. So it's a week to week league here, and you know this is what we got to face. Whether it's Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy back there, the pressure's on, and, and maybe the energy that Cam's bringing to practices and, and inside that locker room rubs off on everybody, and and we come out there and we have a, a lights out performance. Yeah, the the Eagles and Vikings games are really going to sting. And we, while we should have beat the Panthers, I mean the, the the Giants, that that wasn't anywhere in reach ever. So the Eagles and Vikings games being in reach should have won those. Those are going to those are going to sting if we end up uh, eight and nine after um, w- with Cam having a chance to take us, and we end up one one spot out of the playoffs. That's 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 going to sting. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, it, the move could have been made earlier. But, I mean, this is just what we got – we have going on. I mean, you know, do you think that that Sam's even hurt and they just put him on IR just to save some face and hold his value a little bit so they can hopefully unload him in the offseason? I think there's a little bit of something there. Um, not IR – probably not IR worthy. Um, I mean, I said it, what, three days before it happened. I yeah. said, who's going to, who's surprised, who's, who would be surprised in the group message? I sent it, I said, who would be surprised if Sam gets, gets IR'd for the, for the rest of the season? And they do, they just, I said at the time, roll with PJ, um, I believe was what, what my thought process was, is what's going to happen after the fact. Um, as we know that, that, that it will not be the case, they'll, they'll be rolling with Cam Newton as soon as he's good to go. Yeah, it became pretty evident that this team is not interested in tanking and going after one of the quarterbacks in this draft. Not that me well, and you are, are high on on this this quarterback class, anyways. So I mean, the the move to Cam makes so much sense. You know, this year and you know, looking forward, you know, to re- to replace and find your your next franchise quarterback. Stop telling me to draft a Liberty quarterback. 
You know who you are. You're not, you're not sold on Malik you know, Willis. You know who you are, people. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Matt Corral is the only is the only guy that I've been remotely interested in. This That's my guy, but I, I, where he's going to go, he's not worth. I mean, he we won't even, a we won't be in that range, and b he's not worth that that high of a draft selection. There's not one this year that's worth it. No, so, there's not. Um, I say that all to say um, Cam Newton, Carolina Panther, quarterback 2022, please. It is November 12th, 2021. Cam Newton was cut in 2019, and we are, we're here now. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, Panthers fans. Take I it take all that. in. I take that back. It was 2020, so about 18 months ago. But still, still, enjoy every every second of this because this is something that I don't think any of us thought we'd ever get the opportunity to see again. So if you have a chance to buy a Cam jersey, do it because you can at least frame it later or, or whatever. Uh, if you have a chance to go to a game, get your ass inside of Bank of America and, and enjoy it because – uh, at least at least I know games are going to be fun and I'm going to be able to enjoy the product out there on the field, at least it, whether it's energy, uh, just to see the man have fun, play football, do what he does and do what he does so well that that the city fell in love with this man. Um, it, it's just I was I was in one of the Twitter spaces last night, just listening to people talk about Cam and just everything that's going on. And you 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 see why there's so many mixed opinions from people, you know, with, with, I guess how they just aren't okay with his attitude or they, they weren't, um, they, you know, they, they miss the man. They just telling stories about, you know, their, their experience with it, but let's, let's be honest. I mean, even if you were around in the, in the DeLong days or, you know, Kerry Collins, Steve Burline, whatever, there's been no athlete in Charlotte who has been like this man and, and what he has done for the city what he has brought as far as national attention goes, um, the energy. Uh, I mean, Cam's not from here, but Cam made this his home. Um, and and he did everything he could to make this a, a home field environment, to give us something to be proud of for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, he what nobody's going to outwork him. Nobody's going to, you know, going to – people used to give him all that shit about, oh, well, he needs to be spending more time in watching film than he does picking out his outfits. I mean, I don't want to hear anybody say a word about what the man wears in his post-game pressers this, you know, for the rest of the season because that shit does not matter. And I really hope that we have we have learned our lesson and don't want to focus on the dumb shit that we used to just just throw out there just for memes and laughs and all and all of this stuff. Like I, I get it. Cam doesn't care about what anybody thinks, and you shouldn't care about how the man dresses. Like that's how he wants to dress. That's how he wants to dress. It doesn't matter. If he goes out there and gets a damn victory on the field. I don't care if he comes out in the damn G-string. It, does, it, it doesn't matter. Just after watching, I just want to see competent quarterback play again, and we haven't had it since this, since this man got cut. To interject, did you see salesman bought a fedora on Amazon? Sure did. And, 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 the, and the son of a bitch bought him a feather, too, to put in it and said he's going to wear it at the right tailgate next week. So uh, shout out to the salesman. And he's, he's the one who was in that space last night and was a little drunk ranting and, and saying how much – uh, you know, he cared about Cam and he said he was going to be in guys' faces. He said he's too old to fight, obviously. And, you know, but he said uh, if anybody, anybody pipes up for that game, then, then he got no problem getting in their face. So that's, then that's the energy you need to bring inside the stadium because it's been, it's been dreadful this year. It's been taken over. And so I at least want to see people have a little bit of pride and, and, and show up next, next week. Uh, I think when I looked last, last night, there was like 800 tickets available for that game, which is crazy. Because uh, I just look at the attendance this year has not been good. You know, there's been open seats. There's been, uh, like I said, the opposing fan bases are coming here and basically sitting wherever they want because Panthers fans choose to sell to whoever just for a quick buck. That and Charlotte being a transplant city, a lot of people treat it as a fun, a fun weekend event. Yeah, and they tailgate, they get yeah. the game for a little bit, they wear their Panthers gear, but they're not all in. And so when you see only 800 tickets left, you're you. And, and the prices that they're going for, it's the all-in fans that want to be there for this game. I'm trying to look up and see right now what the cheapest ticket is on StubHub, just out of curiosity. So just bear it was with 107, me. It was 107 for 500 level end zone last night, one seat by itself. Like that's not that wasn't even a, like two two together because I was looking for the to to see if I was gonna not sure if I'm gonna be able to be in the stadium or not yet. I know you and and Corey are gonna make it there, but. 
I was just out of curiosity looking. Yeah, 107 before fees gets you into the game. Uh, and I know through Ticketmaster, when I looked last night, they still had tickets for face value, but they were also like 100. So that's not actual face. Um, you, you can get into the game for like 61, 60 bucks uh, if, as far as face value goes. Unless you want to sit in the very corner way up, then you can get a little bit cheaper, like 54. Um, so 107, I mean, for to watch the Washington football team play your four and five Carolina Panthers right now. And tickets prices have doubled. You can get in for like fifty bucks yesterday before the news broke. So, you, like I said, there there's your evidence. There's your evidence that that there is a cam effect, and that this thing is is not some made up facade that people are just living in a you know separate reality and whatever, whatever. And and keep it up. The the, the, the if the, if you guys showed Tepper that 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 cam gets you in the games, cam gets you buying jerseys, cam gets you buying beer at the stadium, whatever. Tepper's a businessman. He doesn't ignore that. He didn't see that effect. He didn't see that effect before. If you show it to him now, you force his hand. You know, and, and maybe Dave didn't realize what he meant to the to the city and the team, you know, during his when he first bought it. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, we've had a huge turnover the last few years. And I was very happy when Dave bought the team, but you know, maybe he just didn't realize like how important Cam was to the area. And then he slowly realized that when, you know, word came out that, that they were releasing him and, and he saw the backlash and dealt with all that shit. You know, I, I, I know Dave sometimes is not the most patient person in the world and, and he, he's a winner. He, he's won at every asset of, I mean, facet of his life. So you think maybe, maybe he didn't know what he had and then tried to fix it and try to, you know, let somebody else replace him. And then, you're like, hey, this this isn't working. Let's let's go out here and we're gonna we're gonna go get the the best option available that I can realistically get right now. Deshaun's not happening uh, right now, at least. So let me go and get Cam, and at least I can make a little bit of money back and try to save this season. And if he does, I mean, just think about this. This is this is way off there. This is me being a, a fanboy, homerism, whatever you want to call it. But just imagine if 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 Cam goes six and zero, seven and zero down the stretch. You know what that would do? Like, that's just that's it's insane. It's there is a ninety nine point five percent chance that that does not happen. But if it did, with all the shit that that people have given this man over the years, like there's there's that erases everything, every wrong, that every problem that you have with him, that he can come in here and win with what these other replacements couldn't couldn't even be, stay five hundred with. It'd be absolute chaos, and I would be I would be going for receipts. I'm right. I'm I'm trying to keep myself from doing that right now. I'd yeah. be doing it if it if that happened. I'd be doing it. I I would go find every single one of you guys. Those of you who are like that don't listen to this podcast anyway, so this doesn't pertain to you. But I would go and find every single one of those people, and just show them the receipts. The first response I got yesterday. On, one, on the first thing I said about Cam coming back was somebody saying something about uh, only thing Scam Newton will get you is a better draft pick. And I said, yeah, you're, you're going to want to get out of my mentions with that right now. <laughs> so, uh, and I just put a, I put a PA, PSA out there that, that any Cam slander would not be tolerated, and, and it stopped from there. <laughs> yeah, I haven't missed the days of the Harvey Updike, the Scam Newtons. Uh, all that but they'll, they'll end up showing their showing their face here over the next they're, couple weeks the first it's going to happen the first loss everybody's all happy right now the, the first loss of a cam start that happens and and that there will be a loss obviously um it's a tough schedule uh the offense is not perfect by any means um so you'll see some more some more scam newton some more um jokes about how he's dressing some some attitude stuff and ignore it, block them, move on. Don't let them take the joy away from you that Cam's back. Um, yeah, the people who talk to shit and have talked shit about him are the ones that don't watch Panthers games and you know they'll see the highlights and that's that's really it. They'll they'll get their, I, their laughs off at the post game presser. I saw a funny tweet that was going semi viral on Panthers Twitter about Robbie saying. <laughs> something about 
I can't remember the exact wording, but basically Robbie will be yelling at Cam on the sideline like he was at Sam or else he'd be taking a bath in the Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, at least now him and DJ don't have to worry about hospital balls being thrown their way and, and you know them getting lit up because it's happened to both of them now in the last mm-hmm. two weeks. And so if, if Cam's going to miss, he's going to overthrow and somebody. And, yeah, and it's, and it's, it, yeah, it, it's it, going to go it, out of bounds. derailed Paris's rookie season because Sam, Sam got him destroyed. With the with the way that Cam likes to work the seams, I think you're going to see more production out of Terrace. And we need it. Like, obviously, my prediction that Terrace was going to lead us in touchdowns and Terrace was going to be in contention for best rookie wide receiver is not coming to fruition. But they have because they haven't used him. He has he looked great, and then they just stopped going his way. For anything, I mean, anything bad you want to say about Cam, he's not like a, he's not a turnover machine. I mean, how many games can you count that he's thrown three interceptions? And then, you know, Sam has 18, 18 turnovers. It's, I mean, the product on the field is going to get better. I mean, regardless of how you feel or not. I mean, this is, I don't, like I said, I don't care if this is 75% Cam Newton or not. Like, still Cam, still can hurt you with his legs, still can make accurate throws 20, yards down the field we had winning seasons with 75 percent cam newton i mean i'm gonna argue that right now we had winning seasons with 75 percent cam newton because he was playing injured the man almost beat the rams and the bucks on one foot with with the same with the same shoulder that he has now so it it's going to be old school panther football run the ball and rely on the defense and the playmaking ability of Cam Newton, but I'm completely okay with that because the product was ass otherwise. Because now there's a different dynamic to it, and the running game is actually, you know, has has another element to it. I mean, somebody who doesn't have to – I mean, they can – they Cam has no problem getting outside the pocket. Cam has no problem using his legs. With with Sam Darnold at quarterback and you say you're going to run the ball 40 times a game, what's the other team going to do? Just going to load the box. Stack the box. Load the box, get to Sam, and make him beat their one-on-one coverage, which he couldn't do. Now you can't really stack the box with, with Cam, because if you stack the box with Cam and we get past, and he gets past that first level, bye. I think if anything, this is finally going to open up Brady's playbook a little bit more, because yeah, it's going to be an adjustment. But I mean, I remember having conversations with Corey about when when Brady became the offensive coordinator and saying that you know Cam and that offense is. It's going to be pretty dynamic. And well, now Cam comes back to the Panthers and he's got arguably the most weapons around him that he's had. I mean, he's never had a number two that's like Robbie. He's, hell, he's never even had a number three that's like Terrace. And we haven't even seen Terrace. He's got McCaffrey back there. The number one, he he had a number one that was as good as DJ for a very short time. I mean, there were years where his number one was, what, Philly Brown? (laughs) All of 2015, the the number one was Ted Ted Ginn and, and Philly Brown. So his even years where he had – he didn't have number ones like DJ for most of the time. He had a couple years of, of, of Steve, but how many years was that? That you had with Steve? Yeah. Uh, up until 2013. 13 was the last That one. was – So three two, years. Two, three years? I'm trying to think. So – and that's not – you're not – you're getting DJ in your prime. That was obviously not prime Steve either. No, no. I mean, Steve wasn't had struggled to get separation against people. This is not DJ where, I mean, this is not where we actually have somebody who can, can beat their man. I mean, it's not going to drop. Devin a, Funches. You know, yeah. It's not going to drop. Did you forget, did you forget about Devin Funches and, and uh, cheeseburger Eddie? It's not that, that long ago <laughs> that this man almost went into new Orleans and beat the saints with Devin Funches, Keelan Clay, and Brenton Burson as his wide receivers. I mean, and he, and he should have beat them. Devin Funches dropped the ball in the end zone on the last drive. We're not that far away. This is the same shoulder that, that, he, that he had in, in 2019 to start the season. I mean, the throws look fine, even with the Rams. I mean, you had the foot issue. Yeah, the, the foot's the concern, but he hasn't played football in almost a year. So he's healthy. Cam said it. This, this is the healthiest he's been. If you didn't see all the videos of him working out, I mean, this man's in great shape now, regardless of how you feel. The health is not a concern right now unless he just happens to get lit up and it's the offensive line's fault. 
Reminder, Cam Newton has never suffered an injury outside of the pocket. But that narrative, though. Man, fuck the narrative. But he has one injury outside the pocket because Kelvin oh, yeah, Benjamin yeah. is lazy. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he, ch- he chased down – he chased down an interception. You can't fault the guy. Okay, we gave everything he had. You can never say this man has not given everything he has to the to this organization. Then the 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 business decision narrative from Von Miller has gotten out of hand. Yeah, we're past those days. It's over with. All I know is Cam Newton is is a quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, and it's twenty twenty one. Never thought those words would come out of my mouth. Me either, and I cannot wait wait to just obnoxiously wear my number one blue Panther jersey way too much in the coming months. Hanging in the closet. I thought to myself the other week, I said, I'll never be able to put this thing back on. Well, things changed. I had worn it one more time. I wore it on draft night Hmm. this year. Um, That was the first time I put it back on since. And I haven't put it on for the games this year, but it's going to be worn on Sunday, even if he's just in for a couple packages. This 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 feeling that I think I'm, I'm, not only that I have, but I guess a lot of the fan base has now too, is something that hasn't I haven't felt this in the last two years. And it's just it's just a reminder of of how great this this man is in our franchise's history. I think, and just the, like I said, the energy, the excitement. This this is how things are supposed to be. Most important player in franchise history. Yeah, and it's is- not. And you can you can say what you want about a lot of other guys that are great pieces of the franchise, but it, you can't argue another one to me, and it be valid. Nobody's made this team more relevant. Nope. So let's let's get out of here. We've we've ran yeah. it for for an hour, so we didn't really we just threw a bunch of random thoughts and they stuck at the wall. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Sorry about the kind of little hiatus we've been on. It's been a pretty wild. Uh, last couple weeks for us, it's tough to get everything done when I'm coming back from the games and Wes is still celebrating the Braves World Series and yeah, <laughs> it's been it's been a busy it's been a busy past month 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 or two. So we'll we'll hopefully get back on a more regular schedule for you guys. But we had to get something out for this. That's right. And now things will be a little bit more fun for us uh, as fans to talk about the games now when it's actually a player that we want back there to lead this team. So yeah, so let's um let's go nine and eight. Sneak in the playoffs and, and have a Cam Newton run. I'd love nothing more. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Oh man, I'm just I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for for the 21st to get here so I can see this in person. I uh, just hope we we can handle business this week. If not, you know, we'll just the the uphill climb gets a little bit harder. But that's okay because I'm I'm gonna enjoy the rest of the season regardless now. Yep. Uh, to me, win loss would be wins would be great, but win loss doesn't matter. Getting to watch Cam one more time. So, yep. as always, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on socials at Seven O Forecast, Instagram and Twitter, and uh, interact with us on there and tell us what you want to hear and see from us in the coming episodes. And that'll do it for today. Enjoy, enjoy it, fans. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Later. Later.